You're listening to New Mommy at 40 podcast. My name is Victoria Latour Dunker, and I'm your host. Welcome to our community. It's a non-judgmental, safe, honest space for mature people who are entering parenthood. We are almost at the end of season one, so if you're new here, welcome. And if you're coming back, oh, thank you so much for making this community what it is today. Please take a second and follow, subscribe wherever you're listening to this right now. All right. Thanks, everybody, for being here. And let's get into it. Hit it. It didn't happen in my 20s. Who cares? Now I've got all this fancy wisdom to share. Hey, I've got this baby. You're getting the best of me because I'm a new mommy of 40. Wait, don't put that in your hair. Oh, oh. Today on New Mommy at 40, we're going to chat with a daddy. He's a talented actor and the dynamic lead singer guitarist of rock band Electric Black Horse. You're listening to my favorite song right now, Stone Fox. Michael Pate sits with us to share his experience of becoming a new father at the age of 42. Aside from being one of the most beautiful friends in my orbit, he's a great dad and husband to his family. And I can't wait for you to see how authentic he is. The best gift he's giving to his daughter is bringing all of who he is to the table. Michael Pate. Hey. I am so happy that <laughs> I, I can use this podcast as an excuse to get in touch with you. <laughs> I know. I, this is the first time I've seen you actually speaking in years. I so know. It's, it's been kinda... a long time. I don't think I've seen you since Sandy, since after no. Hurricane Sandy in person. Yeah, yeah. It's been years. How are you doing? Yeah. I'm doing good. You haven't aged. You look exactly the same. No, see, I was about to say <laughs> for you too. I mean, I was just looking at you while you were setting up and I was just like, how does this man not age at all? That's the that's the secret to baldness. Nobody knows is how old you are. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. If I had so if hair you get bald young like cuz yeah. you did, like you've yes. been bald for a long time. Yes. And if you if I let the hair that I have that will grow back in that you could see, you'd be like, is this guy like 85 years old? Because it's all white and uh, it only comes around, you know, here. Everything here stopped coming in years and years and years ago. No, it's your amazing skin. <laughs> well, I You're try glowing, to see it, my friend. I, I try. Well, you know, when we have kids, they keep uh -huh. us young. Yes. You know. Well, you, you've always had a young spirit anyway, a very youthful spirit. But it's funny that you say that because I was wondering when I was getting ready to talk to you and, you know, usually with the guests, I send like an outline so we can have an idea of what we're talking about. And I was yeah. writing it and I was wondering when when did you ever see yourself as a as a possible dad? Because if anyone who who's listening to this, who knows you, you are just... A, such a warm, wonderful spirit of a person you have always been. So it didn't surprise me when you had a kid and I thought, what a lucky kid. Like this kid's so lucky to have him as a dad because I could see it. But when did you see yourself as a dad? Uh, you know, well, thank you for saying all those really nice things. Gosh, I don't even know how to come back to that. But um, I, I've... I never, I, I will put it this way. I never said I'm never going to have kids, but it was just, on, but honestly, it was something that I didn't put a lot of thought into because uh, if it happened either way, I wasn't going to be upset about it, but it helps to like children. And I've always, I've always loved kids. Kids are great. Kids are hysterical and they're fun. And, but until I had my own kid, they were somebody else's kids. And um, I'm the baby of my family and I didn't have a lot of little cousins to, pal around with i was never like the kid oh go i took i know so many people like oh, i was taking care of my cousins i was changing their diapers when i was like nine i didn't have that experience at all i've come from a very small family so i didn't have little cousins till i was probably like almost like 20 oh wow you know? yeah and uh, and they lived like on the west coast so i didn't really get to see them a lot but when i did i really loved it because uh you know they were kids and i like kids and then b was like they were my relatives they were like you know my flesh and blood so that was nice but um no, I never planned having because like, you know, when you're when you're young, you know, in school, like it seems like it's more like 
I don't know if it's like this now, but then it was like little girls were like, when I get married, when I do this, it wasn't the boys were never like, when I get married, it was boys yeah, were like, no. oh, when I get older, I'm going to do this and that. It wasn't about I'm going to have a family. But um, I think it came to the point, well, I, I knew when I met my wife, it was like, that was going to be part of the equation. And I got, I started to get excited about it. Now, was you that know? because I was afraid. that's something that she told you that she wanted up front or in being with her, you're like, uh, oh, I can see this. Yeah, and being with her, and also like we 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 came about it, you know, very early on in our relationship. Like it just came comes up in conversation very innocently and very naturally. Like, is that something that you would want, or it's like, what do you, how do you feel about kids? And she, we were just kind of very, very much on the same page. Whereas she loves kids, she's very good with kids, and she knew that from a young age because she was the kind of person that had that experience growing up. She came from a a, uh, an Indian family with lots of cousins and she was you know she's like I had cousins take care of me when I was like two three years old and then when I got older I took care of the younger cousins and I loved it and people always wanted me to babysit and, and that was kind of like said to me like yeah we're on the same page with this so uh it was very much a planned thing when we decided to become parents we we're like we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this now and let's start now and let's have a window that we want to work with because and it was more not so much her but more not even how can I say it? I'm, I'm older than her by six years, but it really doesn't matter for men. You know, there's men out there like you men can have, you know, have kids, you know, have kids like help people have kids until, you know, whatever age. Oh, yeah. but women kind of have a clock, you know, and it and there's there, there's certain comes medical factors and like safety factors come into that thing. So um, when my kid was born, I was 42. Uh, okay. And my wife was 35 yeah and still and, uh, i mean that's still risky you know, time for her too she's yeah. right at the beginning of that right yeah yeah and we wait i mean we'd been married for six years already so it was kind of like in retrospect i'm like maybe we took a little too much time but whatever you know oh, it's, i, didn't, I it's, forgot it, that you know? that's right so you were yeah. married for it just seemed like the in my head it yeah. seemed like baby came right after but so you had six years yeah. to really yeah. just yeah. enjoy each other what did you do in those mm-hmm six years we ju- we traveled a lot yeah uh you know we you know we just traveled and traveled and traveled and didn't think about not didn't think about the future yeah we just we're living life and having a lot of fun you know just you know getting to know each other better and doing whatever we wanted to do you know we lived together we had our own place and you know the world was kind of like open for us you know as when i was working at the airline anyway and then it was like then we we're like wow six years went by because it went by real fast yeah and like, if we're going to do this, we better get going. We better, you know, get on it now. And, um, you know, luckily for us, it took like a little bit of help, uh, but it we got there pretty fast. We did. And what do you, what do you mean by help? What do you mean? My wife has like hypothyroidism. Okay. And that was kind of like giving her a problem with her her eggs in some way. And I'm, I feel like a jerk for not knowing the exact thing but she she uh she took i think it was metformin oh okay yeah I yeah i understand that to help her out so whatever metformin helps out with she started taking that for about two months and we got pregnant pretty fast yeah metformin once she is started one, taking that yeah metformin is one of those medications that it's actually like for diabetes or patients mm-hmm. with diabetic patients but it's also yeah. been found to help people with uh, infertility issues, especially if there's like a hyperthyroidism, polycystic ovarian syndrome, endometriosis. For some reason, there's an aspect of that medication that helps women get pregnant. So, and you just you just rang a bell. Po- also, polycystic ovaries. I that thought was an I pretty issue. I thought that maybe that's what it yeah. was because that yeah. I have polycystic ovarian syndrome. So okay for but ironically, I did not need metformin to have my first one. Um, ah, okay. I didn't have a plan with my OBs or anything to think about what if you want to get pregnant. I just didn't think it was going to happen. And then boom, I met my husband. We had a miscarriage and then we had my baby. Ah, so, okay. Yeah. So how old were you when you had your first one? I was 41. 41, wow. 41. So she's it's, going it's, to be It's two. just more, it's more common. Yeah. You know, it's these days I think it's more common. You know, it's not like so... Yeah, there's, there are the risks are there, but it's more like people just have a lot of their life to live first before they can make a decision like that to start a family because it's, you know, it's a pretty major decision. Let me say this about you. You are a total renaissance man. You know that's that phrase, you know, jacks of all trades, masters of master of none. You actually happen yeah. to master quite a bit <laughs> in all that you well, do. Well, I 
I, I'm passionate, but I, I always tell people like I know a, I know I know a little bit about a lot of things, and that's kind of like where I leave it. Michael's an actor. <laughs> he is a rock star yeah. of Electric Black Horse, which is you know has a, a great following. It's how you've what since 2011, I think you've had. Yeah, right? yeah. Actually, it's been ten years now. Ten yeah. years rocking on. Ten years on and off. On yeah. and off. We met. <laughs> While you were working for an airline, you were flying at the same time. Mm -hmm. Did I leave anything out of what you what you do? No, not really, not really. And and everything, any kind of other work I've done in between is just to support those things. Right, and that's really it. So you know, <laughs> with that, I'm wondering, did you ever? Because a lot of time when when and why I wanted to have a male perspective on parenthood is when you are mm -hmm. a woman. On top of the societal expectations of you being able to manage all those things, there are some aspects that you feel like in your life that you have to give up sometimes or with when it comes to having kids and a family or even if you don't give them up where they're put on pause for quite a few, you know, quite a few years. And then you're like, that's a part of me that I want back. Did you ever right. feel like some pressure of how you would be able to maintain those aspects that make you Michael Pate that, you know, those things are who you, you know, integral to who you are in your soul. Did you, yeah. did that ever, was there ever a conflict? Um, not a conflict, but I definitely was something that passes through my mind every now and then. And even when I, before I was married, I thought like, if I get married, is this going to really, how is this going to change me? Is it going to change me for the, you know, am I, am I going to just, not do what I do anymore. Right. I mean, is it, you know, that was the fear that it, I mean, but obviously it didn't deter me because we, we became married and we didn't really, there wasn't like we were, we were engaged for like 10 years or anything like that. We were engaged for like a year and a half. That was long enough. And, you know, when you know with you're with the right person, you know, mm -hmm. and you know, they're just going to kind of like push whoever that person was or what makes you happy and support that and not ask you to make these monumental changes that don't make you who you are anymore. But having a child, to me, I, I knew where I stood on, you know, with, in my marriage, but I'm like, wow, as a child, I'm like, I know it, a child's going to need time. A child's going to need presence, you know, and, um, you and mean it's your, not that I wasn't presence, willing. Your presence, your presence. My presence, right. yeah, yeah. And um, because, you know, luckily it wasn't like uh, my wife and I weren't like, well, you're going to be the dad, the provider, and I'm going to be the mom, stay home. It was just more going to be like, we're going to keep doing what we're doing and just be parents, mm. you know, and and not not make some you know, very uh, dramatic decision on roles. It's just going to be like, we're going to be her parents and that's going to be it. And we're going to make it work. So, um, but I mean, I would say the only thing I've lost as a parent is sleep. That's really <laughs> about it. The other changes you just kind of roll with and they're not that dramatic, you yeah. know, they really aren't. Again, like, you know, it's, it's like, um, we haven't gotten into this yet, but it's like, you know, you know people give you all kinds of advice when you're going to become a parent. But then and everything just happens to you, not the way anybody tells you. And that's it, you know, and you roll with it and you learn. Yeah, I, uh, I like what you said because I feel um, for me, I think I also was at this place where I felt like I should have arrived at who I was, who I was and what I was going to be right. doing with my life, you know? Right. Because, you know, when you're like 20, 40 seems like, really old and you have these ideas mm -hmm. of what 20 by the time 40 comes i'm sure i'll be like really settled on what who i am <laughs> and in one sense i was settled into who i am as a person you know i know that i want to do good in the world i know that um i was comfortable in my skin but in terms of direction of what happens now like i found myself leaving that job that we knew um i retired from um the airline and then i was like now what? Because I too was an actor for many yeah. years, and then I thought, can I go back to that? And I and I remember thinking, but with this kid now, I you know I should be in a place in this age where I can spend more time with her because I would feel established. Right. But I didn't quite feel right as established as I had hoped I would be when I got to forty one, forty two. Um. So I. I wondered, you know, when I w was thinking of you, it felt like the 
I know you acted prior to the arrival of your child, but it feels like something happened. It seemed from the outside, it looked like it even maybe opened you up to going to feeling like, why not? Why not go for it? Like, I have this amazing kid. I want her to see me do all that's important to me and that she meets an authentic me. It just felt like it, you you even doubled down on your authenticity. Yeah. From and being a dad. Kinda, it's, something my, it's something my wife and I talk about a lot because um, I've always, like I've, I've never questioned the things that I've wanted as far as for myself and where I saw myself. It was just a matter of getting there and, and being on the journey. And my, what was important to me was that I want my kid to know exactly who I am, you know, for better or for worse, you know. And yeah, I go, through, you know, as, a, as an arty person, and you know this, you go through a lot. It's always a lot. It's all, it all comes down to who you are. You're always questioning things. And you're always like challenging yourself and you're always, you criticize yourself and you come down on yourself. But you also got to like, you know, champion yourself too and, you know, buck up a little bit. And uh, I'm, I'm always kind of all over the place with that. And um, But I wanted my kid to see that and what that's like and that, you know, never giving up on your dreams. Because it's all, I mean, to, to me, it's like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get to where I'm supposed to be going. And I don't want that to be the, the goal. I don't want to be like, I want to know what I'm supposed to be doing. I just want to always be true to who I am and not, and not go down the path I'm supposed to go down just because aren't I supposed to be being a parent? Aren't I supposed to be being a good parent? Good parents do ABC and not, you know, these things. And like, don't you, doesn't it seem selfish to be, you know, doing, especially acting in music and being on a stage. It's like, like, it's not supposed to be all about you. It's supposed to be about your kid. I'm like, I understand. And I go, and that's not what I'm doing. I go, what I'm trying to do is just be as authentic as I can. So whether, whether things come to fruition or not, my kid can be like, you know what? My father was always a hundred percent. My father, he never tried to sidestep it. He was, you know, if he failed or he succeeded, he always was genuine in that way yeah. and, and that's that and to me that way a kid can see what failure looks like or like you know you know t- temporary failure just a stumbling block and you keep going and you keep moving i was gonna say I mean? and that's not even about failure i think it, you're right it, i yeah. think that it's about the journey of the ups and the downs and con- you know and yeah. going with the flow and um you know when you reach an obstacle how to work through it i think that's i mean that yeah. is such an important lesson in life that you're teaching her too and the authenticity part that i'm you know and i like we said earlier i haven't spoken to you in a long time and it's so weird how you can like peek in on people's lives on facebook and i I know you go in and out (laughs) of social media but it is something that has come through to me is that you are even more so you've always been your authentic self but i think something happened after being a parent it seemed where you're like i'm she's gonna get to know all of me. There's not a part of me that I'm going to hide yeah. or change just because I'm a dad now. I'm I'm even going to go even more for it. it that's what it, it seemed like to me. So it seems that that's what you're that's saying. That's how it feels is- these days. Yeah. That's how it feels these days and I'm do I'm and honestly I'm doing more than I than I ever have because I'm really I'm throwing myself more into it because it's almost like I don't have Honestly, the distractions of being single or not having a child, there's a lot of focus around, actually. It's mm-hmm. not so loosey-goosey. Now it's more like, got to do this, 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 and, you know, make sure you, you know, you check off all the boxes and make sure you, you know, throwing against the wall as much as possible, especially like in the arts. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm like, I just make sure I don't leave any stones unturned. And I've kind of gone on to do like new things that I never thought I would do. And... um you know, she sees it all. And it's great. And she's six now. She's almost seven. And like, we talk about this stuff. It's like, she's like, what are you doing? And I'll sit there and explain to her what I'm doing. She thinks everything's funny first. And then she's like, oh, that is who you are. She'll see an old picture of me. And she'll be like, you know, I don't want her to be like, that used to be my dad. Or like, I want her to be like, this is my dad. Look, yeah, he gets up there with makeup on and like, you know, shakes around with a guitar. It's like, yeah, he does it now. It's like, not, not like my old dad. Yeah. It's like, you know, she's always tell, she always tells me, you're not old, daddy. You're not old. You're a kid like me. And like, <laughs> that's just the greatest thing my kid ever said to me. Aww. You know what I mean? Now, do you yeah. feel like, how do you feel age has played into you focusing? Because I know we don't feel old yeah but does that play a role into your how you set your priorities and your focus 
I guess because I try again, I try, like you said, it's just we, we try not to, we don't feel a certain way. You know, we know we're an age, and, but we, I just try not to go there with that. I just try to be like, you know, the moment is still the same from the way I felt about it, you know, 25 years ago till right now. And, um, but just with age comes the experience and the wisdom of living life and having real things happen to you. Probably the only thing that I took more note of as far as, being a parent and being my age as a parent was like, take a, you know, pay a little more closer attention to your health and do whatever you can to remain as healthy as possible. So you have, so I can max out my time with my kid. And I hate to think of it that way. I hate yeah. to be like, so like morbid, but yeah. you know, I was at the, I was at the dentist once and he's like, I think my daughter was like two years old. My dentist was a real character. He's a real funny guy. Um, like a hippie he was really funny he's like hey he's like you know he had like three sons or something they're all best friends and they go everywhere together and they're all in their 20s and 30s and he's like how many kids you have one right I'm like yeah he's like you should have another one I'm like okay I'm like any reason why you any reason why you said to me he's like no you're a good guy and like you seem like a lot of fun you know but I don't mean to be morbid or anything but you know that way if something happens to the one kid eh, you got another kid and I'm like (laughs) all right what about if something happens to, to me? me? Right. That's not where I <laughs> thought know, he was going with that at all. Yeah. I was like, okay. You know, and the funny thing is, I, one of my best friends uh, that I've known for my whole life almost, he's got two daughters. And I, I was telling him this story. I'm like, yeah, the dentist is like, have another kid. So, you know, they have each other or, or, or maybe, or like, I ha- at least I won't feel so bad if I lose one. He's like, listen, listen, listen. He's like, you do what feels right. He goes, because... You have if you have another kid, there's no guarantee they're even gonna like each other or talk to each other in twenty years. He's like he's like, There's no guarantee. He's like he goes, Do what feels right to you. Don't listen to the dentist. He sounds like a kook. I'm like, All right, yeah, you know, he is a bit of a kook. But he meant well. He would he didn't mean to like be mean or offend me or anything, but yeah, no, I just most thought times it was like hilarious. They don't mean to be rude. I mean, because we've I've had yeah. this conversation with a couple of people around this age, and there's always someone yeah. throwing out like, Hurry up and all that stuff. So it was nice. Yeah. I mean, not nice, but ironically, I didn't, I haven't heard a male get that yet, you know, because, yeah. <laughs> and of all people, your your dentist um, saying yeah. that. That's funny that he said that to you. Did you- funny, It had the kind of like the reverse effect on me. I, what I was thinking was like, geez, like, what if something happens to me? I'm like, I don't want to leave her alone by herself. Or, you know, what if something happens to her mom and I, for whatever, you know, it's like, that's the only thing that like in my head, I was like, maybe I should think about it. I, yeah. I don't know, you know. I don't know. No, it's had me plan. Like, I, I remember, um, I think she was 14 months. And I got, you know, you get these things in the mail about life insurance and like AAA yeah. is always sending you stuff. And I usually just throw it away. And then I looked at her. I looked at the mail. <laughs> I looked at her and I thought, <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess I probably should look into that. Because I'm, you know, yeah. like... I, for the first yeah. time, I, I started thinking, okay, should I write a will? Should I, you know, what am I thinking? But it was also around the time, my mom was sick too at the time. So it mm-hmm. put a lot of perspective. And that, that for me as an older parent, what I have already experienced is some of the people that I care about and love dearly are so much older now and that they're not really going to get to know my kid and vice versa because of just time. So even though I'm not too concerned about my time and I really try to like keep myself healthy, like you were saying, so that I'm there for her, it's like losing my mom when I did, I thought, oh my gosh, she was 67. I thought I had so much time. Yeah. And so that made me go, okay, all right. So now what if it's me? What if I only have a certain amount of years, you know, 67, what if I go at 67? You know, what does that mean for right. my kid? And I that really put me in in a space of like preparing, looking at my 401k again and just kind of getting things in order. And I and I started to realize when I was with other uh, parents that were younger in like play groups. Yeah. Every once in a while I'd zone out. I'm like, she's not thinking about that <laughs> at all. <laughs> she's like 23 and going you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm like, whoa, my 401k and AAA, you know, for life insurance, and we are not yeah. on the same page at all. 
But for the most part, I think sometimes for me, it's looking at my village and wondering who who in my village could possibly offer some safety yeah. to my kid if something should happen right. to me. So morbid. How do we get here, Mike? I don't... Th- see, that's the thing. It's like, it's <laughs> funny. We- it's funny. It's like, e- it's either... A, you could think of it as morbid or you could just think of it as being unbelievably practical. And you know what I mean? It's like, and yeah. you know... And we can get we can get into a whole other podcast about death and what it means to people, but you know, like I, yeah. I like, and I like, know what it means to you, which yeah, is you know. why I love like your your whole philosophy on the on on this because you are about living your best life right now yeah. and spending the time and making the memories right now because this is what you have. So make the most of it. Living truly, carpe diem. You know, living in the in the moment, and that's not to say that I'm I'm not for making some kind of like you know looking ahead and planning things like you know like life insurance and things like this. That that's all makes sense. Having a will totally makes sense. But again, it's it's a I'm it's more about how I want my kid to see me and how I wanted to think of me, not as you know, I'll, dad was my daddy, and then he was somebody else outside the house, kind of like. Right. You know, no, I kind of just didn't want that. I kind of wanted because no, because honestly, growing up, I didn't get a lot of support to be, you know, be your true self. It was never that. It was like do this, this, this. Go to school. No one really, you know, if if I kind of wandered outside of the road a little bit, it was always like a very like like hard pushback into like the straight and narrow. Whereas with her, I want her to to just feel to she's she's going to choose who she's going to be and how she's going to be and and uh. That's really it as far as that goes, as, as far as her seeing me. I wanted to see me, not like see the guy acting like a dad. See Mike, and you know. And who, who were your role models when it came to fatherhood? And how did you, when you were preparing to be a dad, were, did you have someone in mind that kind of gave you the an, a framework of what that would look like for you? You know, a little bit. You know, it's 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 the, the relationship I have with my own father, very, very complicated. And... um. He was not my model to of, of fatherhood, and it's not like he wasn't a loving person or anything like that. It's just he just wasn't a good role model in that sense, and he was more like you know do as I say, not as I do type. And mm-hmm. yeah, I learned a lot of lessons from him on what not to do. But um, growing up, I had uh, a, I had a lot of great. Luckily, I had a lot of great male role models. You know, as far as like what fatherhood should be and could be. And how to speak to kids and how to treat children and how just to live life. But uh, one that sticks out for me is my, my best friend's dad. He's a, a doctor. He was a doctor. He's retired now. And he was, came from Colombia with like no money in his pockets and like made an unbelievable life. He has, you know, his son is like my brother. I'm like family to them. And I had him in my life, like from about 10 years old. And I remember when, I, like, when I was married and we were thinking about having kids. He asked me, he's like, "Hey, you know, what do you think? Are you gonna you think maybe you have kids?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm thinking about it." He's like, "Well, what are you thinking about?" I'm like, "I don't know. I'm just a little nervous." He's like, that's that's normal. I'm like, "Ah, uh, you know." And I'm like, "Money." He's like, "Money." He's like, "Ah, you don't need money to have kids." He's like, "Don't worry about it." He's like, "He's like they're little. They don't eat a lot." <laughs> he's like, "The, the clothes." He's like, "Just ask friends for clothes. We got a hun- we got tons of baby clothes. You can have them all. Don't worry about it." He's like, "If you feel it, go for it." He's like, "Don't think. Don't overthink it." You know, he's like, you're going to be great. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had a lot of a lot of really positive support from him. And he's just a wonderful person that I'm still lucky to have in my life. And, he, you know, he had five children, f- four boys and a girl. And like their house was always wild and chaotic, but very loving and very supportive. And like I, it was a safe place for me, for sure. You know, I was wondering for you what the pregnancy was like from your perspective, unable to really f- fix anything yeah you know because i know a lot of times you know our our partners especially our male partners want to fix things and you know if you, they see you in pain and they can't really feel what you're feeling you know so how was how was getting through pregnancy for you what was that experience uh honestly i gotta say it was very very low maintenance my my wife is a champ and you know, she's not one to complain about anything unless it's really bothering her. You know, any kind of like, especially with physical pain and the physical things you go through in a pregnancy. It was more like when it came down to the 
learning that she was going to have to have cesarean because my daughter wasn't turning. And um, mm. she did this. She They tried to do, I'm trying to remember what it's called. When you go to, when, you, when, you, when the doctor tries to manually turn your child before the birth. Mm-hmm. And man, I don't think I could have handled it. I, I was having trouble just watching it happen because it was like, you go from just cool and calm to like two seconds later, you're drenched with sweat, red in the face. And like, that was so hard to watch because it was so painful for her. And uh, she went through it like twice and kids still didn't mm-hmm. want, kid just kept going whoop, like right back to, you know, the, I think it was like the nine o'clock position or something. I think she was like this way. <laughs> and yeah, uh, she was really comfortable. Yeah. And just didn't want to do it. And um, when it came down to the birth, uh, doctor, oh, everybody was amazing. And, um, you know, that was, that was an amazing thing that I got to hold the baby first. I did skin to skin with my daughter first before my wife. And I always feel, I always feel guilty about that. I'm like, you know, she, you know, she, she's such a great mom and like, she, she should have had that first experience, but I'm glad I was able to do it and be there. Cause I know I've, I've talked to a lot of like men who've like their wives have gone cesarean and like, and I was I was in the other room and like they just told me when everything was right. I'm like, you mean you weren't there? What do you mean you weren't there? Like that's the, what is this 1955? You know like <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> you know it's like we were like head to head like like I was like you all right? Yeah. The doctors would be like everything's good over here. Okay, you know it was it was amazing. It was amazing. That was that was just I still like get like you know butterflies thinking about that day because it was so crazy. It was just like this is happening and like you know, and when they handed her to me, it was it was unbelievable. I thought I was gonna faint. I was just like. She's like, Dad, we're right here. <laughs> okay. hey, <give> kid. <laughs> it was amazing. And after that, I'd probably say the thing like that was that that really that was that was kind of like a tough thing to go through was like uh, my daughter also wasn't latching on, so my wife had a had a pump, and man, that was just like every night pumping and pumping and pumping, and just like she was a she's a champ, man. She's just a. Uh, She's, she was amazing, you know, and and honestly, these are things that are just minor bumps in the road in pregnancy. There's people that go through so much to have a child. Mm-hmm. So I'm always very much like, man, we were lucky. We were so lucky that it went so smoothly. You know, we had to do these alternate things like a cesarean. She had a pump and do these things. But other than that, I, it was just it was easy. It was really easy. Yeah. And and what was your first night home like? Can you remember? You so you yeah. you know you've got Renaissance man. You've been living six years, just the two, just the two of us, just chilling. Yeah. And then you bring this person home. And uh, what it, 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 was that like? It was just we never slept again. <laughs> we just we just never slept again. Even when it was time to sleep, you got to sleep when the baby sleeps. Just never slept again. I was just always like waiting for the next thing to happen. You know, uh oh, <laughs> what do we do now? She okay? She fine? She good? She's good? She's good? You hear it? No, I don't hear it. She go? She asleep? I don't know. Go look. You know, in and out, in and out, in. And out. It took a, it took months to really come down from that you know high alert thing. Even though there was nothing particularly like happening, uh, actually four days home from. Okay, so my kid was home for four days, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and because I was just again, I was like on ten high alert. I'm like. She says she's not sleeping enough. She seems like she's a little lethargic. And my wife was like, well, she's not eating. Do you think she's eating enough? And we had to bring her back to the hospital because she wasn't eating enough because she was like dehydrated. And oh. they had to, uh, you know, get her, get her fluids and get her kind of eating again. And my God, that was one of the toughest things. I, that is the toughest thing I got to say. I went through being, you know, with this kid because God, she like... You know, they look, they're so helpless when they're that young. And then you get them in there and it's like, all right, we got to take some blood. And they pricked her in the foot and she starts crying. And like, I just, I lost control. I was just crying. Like, like I was crying there right there with her. You know, like, just like, it was just me and her. I'm like, I'm holding her little tiny hand. And, and the nurse is like, she's like, she's like, don't worry, dad. It's going to be okay. This is just, she's going to, she's just dehydrated. She's not going to remember this pain. I'm like, I'm just in my head. I'm just like, no, she's going to, she's going to, like when she's 10, she's going to be like, why'd you do this to me? And like, you know, <laughs> just her little weak little face, like, ah, you know, crying. And like, God, I just bawled like a, like a baby. Like, I like I wanted to like kill everybody. Like, stop touching my kid. Like, you know, like, you yeah, know, I was like, yeah. 
you know, it's going to be okay. Because they're so helpless. Totally. They're so helpless and so little. Four days old little. I mean, just little yeah. seven pound little, little, little bean, you know. It was tough. That oh, was tough. How did you come up with her name? How did you uh, come up with her name? Yes, Kasturi is her name. And her mom is uh, born in India, as you know, uh, northern India mm-hmm. in, um, in Delhi. And we didn't think of any names at all. And she just, my wife was just like, hey, you know, I know we haven't really gone down the road yet. And this is, this is like four months, three months before she was even born. She's like, what do you think of the name Kasturi? It was my grandmother. It was my dad's mother's name. I always thought that was a nice name. And I'm like, that's the name. That's the name. That's it. I go. That's I've, that's the most beautiful name I've ever heard. I go, I've never even heard that name. Even I never read a name like that. I never heard a name like that. And I'm like, that's her name. She's like, really? Are you sure? You don't want to like throw it back and forth? It's like because my mom had just passed away. She's like, you sure you don't want? You know, your, my mom's name was Carolyn. You like, you think Carolyn Castori? I'm like, no, Castori is her name. That's a beautiful name. I go, how about Castori Carolyn? We'll use my mom's name as the middle name. I go, that's. I go, wow, that was easy enough. And uh, wow. I love my kid's name. I, I love it. Every time I every time I say it, I'm like, I love this name. And then in Hindi, it means, I think the literal meaning is like like musk of the female deer, like the scent that a female deer gives off. And that's kind of hard to explain to people sometimes. So I'm just like, it means like doe, like a female deer. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> okay, great. And uh, I, I, I loved it. I, I love her name. We call her Cassie most of the time. Um, but in school, and in school, like, you know, the teachers, you know, call her Cassie, but her, I remember her, her, her kindergarten teacher was like, I want to call her Casturi. Is that okay? I just love that name. It's just so beautiful. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, cool. It's a beautiful name. I figured there was a story behind it. What's the best lesson you think you've learned so far as a dad? Uh, I'd have to say it's just letting it's it's a lot easier said than done to letting kids be who they're going to be i that's my that's my credo and i want like i i would never you know block this kid and like you know her you know her her not her not even her goals just who she is and who they become you know because in the time we grew up in like the 70s and 80s and stuff and just back in those times and like you know people like derogatorily call it woke now and i hate that it's just more like, no, yeah. you're just not muscling your kids into who you want them to be. And that happens at such a young age that you don't even realize it. Like, even like, you know, someone told me the other day, like, you know, like, oh, like, she's so cute. You got a boyfriend? Don't say things like this. We thought that was very cute back then, you know, because nobody knew, yeah. nobody, because nobody told you you could just do whatever you wanted to do and be who you wanted to be. You had to like fall within very narrow parameters and like, you know, and sometimes I have to like, you know, I had to check myself and be like, you know, because of when I grew up and, and who raised me, you know what I mean? Tell us about her. Oh, wow. What is she like? She's, uh, she reminds me of my, my mother. She's like, uh, she's very funny, but uh, she can, she can at, the, at, at this age, she's already very like, she's already getting very, not private. She like, she wants like time alone to herself, you know? Oh, really? You know, it's kind of like, you know. She wants privacy? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. But um, she's a daddy's girl for sure, you know? We look alike, we make the same faces. Like my wife all the time, she's like, she just makes your faces all the, all day long. It's like, she looks like you and she looks like your mom. And that's, you know, it's. I feel bad sometimes because we'll go someplace and nobody, she doesn't look like Indian enough, you know? For some people, people mm-hmm. like, oh, she's half, Indian I'm like yeah I'm like I don't know what to tell you you know like well she looks just like you um but uh she's fun she's very she reads very she reads extremely well you know my wife my wife's a voracious reader and she's always read to her so she's a big into reading which makes me really happy because you know um but like any kid it's hard to get her off a device if she's on a device you know you, we, there's like strict rules about time and being on like an iPad or something like that you know, we try to keep most of that content like educational, like PBS Kids or something. But, um, you know, we she has a friend, like a friend who's like a kind of like a neighbor, and they just the rules are very different in their house compared to the rules in our house. <laughs> and sometimes that gets hard to navigate. And like, I just try to let her know she's not missing out on anything. You know, kind of. But uh, she, was it hard for you to lay down the rules in terms of parenting style, being who you are? Uh, between my wife and I, no. Again, again, I'm lucky that we're very much like on the same page with things. Like, you know, we we will have like conflicting ideas, but never like there's nothing that's dramatic where it's like she's an absolute yes and I'm an absolute no or vice versa. You know, um, 
and, we, and I also have my, my in-laws here, which adds like another dynamic, which is really nice that she gets to interact with old people, older people. I don't want to say old people, but uh, no. I'm going to tell them I you know, said old. I'm leaving that in. Nobody speaks. To, no, it's, it's nice that nobody's, <laughs> nobody really speaks to her like a child. Nobody ever has really. And uh, it reflects in her vocabulary and her, the way she kind of carries herself, you know. It's, it's strange to run into kids her age who like, I could barely understand what they're saying. And I'm like, wow, yeah. ooh, boy, that's a little, that, that's gotta be tough. Or, and I don't like to be the one like, oh, my kid's so advanced, you know, like, I just kind of like to think she's a little normal, you know, but yeah. I don't know. No, it's good not, I've, I've found it's much better not to do baby talk. Yeah. We've never had baby talk with Curry either. So right now she's just trying to decide what language she wants to, you know, uh. to think in because she's getting French at home for me and my husband tries to um, help out with, you know, he'll say a word. Mama, mama. And here's Curry, everyone. <laughs> She's here. Um, mama. Yes, darling. Mama. Oui. Oui, c'est rouge. C'est quelle couleur? Rouge. 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 Non, ça c'est vert. Um. So sometimes it's hard. Um, I'm, I'm finding that vocabulary-wise, I feel like at this age, she probably would be able to put a few more sentences, uh -huh. full sentences together. But it's there. Like, she's having a conversation with you. I mean, the, the mannerisms <laughs> and everything are like, I mean, she even does this, like, oh, no, 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 you know, puts her hand, like, across her chest and as if she's like, what do you think this should be today? It's so funny to watch. It's awesome. It's almost like the nature of um, French. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Very, very Francais. Um, speaking of your mother, I know she meant a lot to you. Yeah. Um, and as did mine. What do you feel the impact has been on you of her her on your life as a parent and also not having her here as you parent and seeing you as the dad yeah that's it was it's kind of it was bittersweet she my mom passed away when my wife was i would say like three months pregnant and, uh, you know, she knew that, you know, uh, a child was coming. And my mother had, you know, had experienced being a grandmother before. My older brother has two children. And, um, but she was kind of excited for us, you know. And, uh, like, and, uh, and a part of me was, like, she was very ill. And a, and a part of me was hoping, like, maybe this would buck her up just a little bit and give her a little more time. And, unfortunately, it did not. Um, but my mom was my parent growing up, my pretty much my sole parent. My father was in and out of my life a lot uh growing up and um you know i was you know raised and i just like i was raised by women primarily my sister and my mom and my grandmother you know my grandmother yeah. and um yeah the men in my family don't have a great track record unfortunately but my mom was you know had to deal with a lot she had a lot you know on her plate and a lot of times she didn't have a lot of time for me but the time that she did have was you know you know was very valuable and um she didn't my mother never put a lot of you know chains on me growing up it's the way i am now i think is the reason is is because a lot of because of my mom she kind of was like at first like she thought she had to have a lot of control over me because my father kind of put that seed in her head and then when that kind of like start when i got older you know that kind of went away and she kind of really embraced who i became which was really nice and um you know uh I, I see a lot of, I, like I said before, I see a lot of my mom and my daughter, and that's really, it's a nice thing to have. It really is. And my mom has a sister who's still living, who's wonderful too. She lives in California. And, um, you know, she says the same thing. You know, she's like, God, I just see so much of your mom in her face and her, just like the little way she like rolls her eyes and little things. It's like, she's all in there. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really nice. It's really nice. Oh. Um, yeah, there's a little piece of her in there. Totally. Which is great. Yeah. And I think she'd be very proud of you. Thanks. As a Thanks. daddy. I know what she... Uh, I, th I think so. She's uh, I don't like to get like, you know, like a uh, spiritual or whatever, but like not too long ago, uh, my wife was filming, my daughter and I, we have um, uh, a djembe 
instrument at home. Do you know what a djembe is? Mm-hmm. So we Explain have one. Explain though for the for the. So viewer. a djembe, djembe is like a big like wo- it looks like a listening. looks like a wooden box that you p- play mm-hmm. rhythms on, and um, mm-hmm. so I'm sitting there. My my daughter and I happen to start playing it together. So my wife, you know, just p- like innocently picks up the phone. Oh, this is cute, and she starts filming us. And uh, there's a point where like we kind of like got into like a cool little rhythm, and we were just staring at each other, and. Uh, you know, she filmed it and like a couple, maybe like two weeks later, she's like, you know, I was, I, I never watched this. She's like, and I watched it this morning and I want you to see something. And I was like, okay. And it was just in our bedroom, which is where I am now. And uh, it was at night when she filmed it. So there was no sun coming through the windows or anything like that, but our lights were on in the room. And she's like, watch really close. She's like, I don't know if you've ever seen this on film before, like orbs, like orbs of light that move kind of abnormally that's not no. just like a, a, a thing this is not like really my 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 wheelhouse it's not your shtick it's not you your know, thing it's, i know I, but I, i'm not i'm not one to sit there and be like oh that's ridiculous but it happened so deliberately and so oddly that it passed like between the two of us back and forth and it was just one came like like look like it came out of my neck and like and now you just didn't notice them before and then i was watching it again and like you see i just like right at the outset of this thing i'll sh- i'm gonna have to show it to you i'll, I'll email it to you yeah, and my wa- and my wife was like, you know, she's like, you know, I was raised Hindu and stuff like that. She's like, but like, she's like, you know, I, she's like, I really think that was your mom just floating around you, like happy that this was happening, and like, you know, you and Cassie were having like an exchange. You like, you kind of zoned the two of you zoned out and were just like into the the rhythms, you know what I mean? And it was really cool, you know. And music is something, you know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I try to share with my kid and not push on my kid, you know. I know a lot of people are like, oh, did you get our guitar yet? Did you get our drum set yet? Did you do this yet? I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I like having things laying around that are accessible. I don't want to be like, all right, Tuesday at three o'clock, we got guitar practice because I, I did get her a guitar. But, you know, I don't, I want it, I want her to kind of gravitate towards it naturally. I don't want it to be like something we have to do, you know? Right. So, uh, but yeah. And most likely just by seeing it around and, and you always being your authentic self, that's going to be enough of interest, you know, for her, a motivation for her to give her, give it a try. Yeah. Cause you, the other ops, uh, you know, the other possibilities that you beat it over the head and she doesn't like music yeah. at all. She doesn't like it. She doesn't want to do it. So I think that's a great way to just introduce her to everything and just let her show you, like you said, who she is. Cause at an early age I did, I, I admittedly kind of beat her over the head with all the music that I love, you know what I mean? Just to get her started, you know? <laughs> And uh, right, so, but right. now that she's now that she's like six or seven, you know, she loves all the Disney music and all the Disney movie music. Which sometimes, like, after hearing it for like three hours, I've had enough. But I never like, I try not to make it a point to be like, I don't like this or I don't like that. I just kind of sing along, and I'll be like, okay, can we listen to something Daddy likes now? Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> and then we we you know, it's it's that's the, that's a good way to go about it. I think I try not to be detrimental and like this stinks, you know, because. I do think a lot of stuff stinks, but I don't like to tell her that. You know what I mean? It's just more like, right. it's just, oh, this is your music or my music. It's just like, no, it's cool. We could listen to this in the car or like wherever we're going, you know? And I know, I like, I just never thought I'd know so many Disney songs. It's, it's insane. Oh yeah. That's, it's taken over our household. I, th- yeah. I remember thinking I wouldn't, I wouldn't put, cause we have an uh, Alexa. Uh, so do we. Like yeah. I told you, she's trying to. Bye-bye. Oh, She's saying bye bye. You know why? Because she heard bye-bye. me say Alexa. She's like, "That's my cue." Here, go ahead. Let I know exactly what she's going to. She's going to try to ask to hear that 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 new musical out there right now that Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah. If he if this ever makes it to him, my goodness, you know how to write a catchy tune that is just in everyone's ear forever. If I hear, oh my God. we don't That's talk all. about Bruno, I'm like, no, oh no. my goodness. No, That's, no, no. Right? I, dream, I dream about it. I dream about it. It's crazy. I dream about it too. Oh and I always end up on the rat so long is back. <laughs> That's where my <laughs> dream starts. <laughs> it starts at that part. I don't know why that one is so catchy, that oh one. Oh my God. Oh, my, my purpose. But, um, all I hear in my head, my purpose, my purpose my purpose i'm like <laughs> stop <laughs> oh the the part the, the the life of a parent um what do you think she loves about you the most i 
recently went to a they had like a, a storytelling like a like a like a, a bedtime story night at school where the kids like after school at six o'clock everybody shows up in pjs and you know i it was and i gotta say out of the the only dads there were like me and like two other dads and there were like hundreds of people there it was all moms and like maybe just a handful of dads and i remember at, at first the the reaction she had to it at first was kind of like broke my heart a little bit she was like she's looking around she sees all moms of the daughters and she looks at me she goes dad can you do me a favor just you sit over there a little bit more like just push back and i was like what i'm like i want to i want to hear the story too i want to sit next to you she's like <laughs> you know she kind of gave me a little bit of like you know don't don't be near me right now and i was like what the and i didn't move i just kind of like i just kind of sat back a little and in between stories i was like listen i was like you have to know that hurts my feelings a lot when you say that because I came here to be with you tonight and she was like, I'm sorry. I know, but she's looking around. She's like, it's just, you know, moms. I'm like, that's fine. That's okay. I'm like, we're all here. And then we started doing like the painting and activities together and it was like, it never happened. Like she was just like, dad, you know, throw it over. Like, this is my dad. You know, like, you're like it, was, it was cool. But she also likes that I don't, she's like, you don't dress like a dad. She's like, you dress like, some, <laughs> you, you dress like a cool guy. I'm like, <laughs> a cool guy you dress like a rock guy she says sometimes it's very funny but she she likes that like she's not wrong you know she likes that i show up you know what i mean and like do stuff you know even though sometimes like like she she pulled that move like i just told you about you know it doesn't happen often but once in a while she'll like she'll get a little self-conscious for some reason or another be like i don't know is this the right or the wrong thing to say and like she'll always apologize it's very cute you know well she's not wrong you are a cool dad (laughs) you are a cool guy and uh, it sounds like she knows exactly who you are. Yeah. And that's the goal for me anyway. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. Happy early Father's Day. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And please wish a happy Father's Day to your husband as well. Thank you. I will. I mean, what can I say? One of the coolest and nicest guys you've ever met. Am I right? Thank you, Mike, for sharing your perspective of being an older dad. And I love that your authenticity just shines through and your kid's going to be better for it. And I want to thank all of you for following and subscribing and listening to New Mommy at 40. What a season. I could not have done this without you. But I do need you to share it. Talk about it. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tag us in your next post. Slide into those DMs. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see next season. This is your community too. But I need you to help get the word out about New Mommy at 40. So follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Share posts. Share your favorite clips from episodes. All of it is appreciated and welcomed. So thank you again. See you next Monday. And please take care of yourself and each other. Bye.